Welcome to Membership Maker, the podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of Memberspace. This podcast is brought to you by Memberspace, which turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. It's available for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Duda, Webflow, Weebly, Notion, HubSpot, and custom HTML websites. Learn more at memberspace.com. All right. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm talking to Joanna Auburn, the co-founder and CPO at Trace, a company that empowers individuals and businesses to take immediate climate action by measuring and offsetting their carbon footprint. She has a master's in sustainable civil engineering and a long career in renewable and sustainable energy. Most recently, she spent four years as a lead product manager at Finder.com. Joanna, welcome to the Membership Maker podcast. We're thrilled to have you here. Hi, yes, a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Sure thing. It can be tough to generate leads and convert them into customers, especially when starting a membership business. What was the process like for Trace? How did you get your first subscribers? Did the fact that you manage a sustainable business help or did it make it more complicated? Oh, yeah, great question. It feels like yesterday, but also years ago. Day one, so I think the first thing we did was get the simplest possible version of our website live, which didn't actually include member space back in that time. And we really lent on our networks, so provide them with free codes, get them to sign up and offer them, like, kind of let them know that it's fine if they unsubscribe. At least we did, and it worked really, really well for us. A few did, many didn't, and we learned a huge amount from just that experience of getting friends and family and networks to sign up. We used absolutely everything we could to promote what we were doing. We offered free bottles of carbon neutral wine with every sign up, so many different things. And it it worked amazingly well to get us past that first hump of 50 customers. And then I think the next phase for us, if that isn't an opportunity for you, something that worked really well for us was finding a way to talk to your customers about something that's not your paid product, just so that it can feel like more of a genuine conversation. We used lead gen techniques, creating online quizzes so that we could get people to go through a quiz, talk to them about something very related to our product. So ours was a how carbon heavy is your diet? So you could understand the carbon footprint of your diet. And then we could help educate those people that came through that funnel. And since then, we've had a carbon footprint quiz that we've built ourselves. And that's been one of our primary sources of education in businesses and lead gen for our consumer side of the business. So that's been a really valuable technique to us. Yeah, some people would call that a lead magnet, the quiz that you're talking about, Uh, just in case that rings a bell for anyone else out there. But yeah, I think that's definitely a smart approach to, you know, hey, instead of just being so direct, like, hey, buy my thing, buy my thing. It's like, why don't we have a conversation about a mutual topic of interest? And oh, by the way, we happen to have a product that is in that world, too. And that's a a more subtle sales. It's a smart way to do it. Yeah, it's also a bit cheaper in um, paid marketing as well to get to get those eyeballs and that then gives you a large enough sample size to learn from. 
Yeah, 100%. And to go back to the beginning of your answer when you were talking about friends and family and kind of getting them on board. So what was sort of your approach with that? Because I think for some people out there, myself included, that might feel a little awkward, right? It's like, uh, do I really want to tell my friend from high school that I haven't talked to in 10 years to look at my new business? Or, you know, even if it's like my sister, I mean, I don't know, how did you kind of approach the wording and the language around that? And what, what did you do? Was it just an email? Or was it something else? Yeah, I mean, that's a it's a great point. It is super awkward. And I'm not going to deny that it's not. I found you just have to sort of get over that kind of thing in your own mind. I like to think about it as if a friend contacted me and said, I'm starting my own thing. Would you mind having a look at the website? We offer a few different ways of them helping us. So have a look at the website, feedback, anything you think. Here's a code. If you feel comfortable, sign up for free. You can cancel any time. Would just love to get your feedback on what the experience feels like and whether it's something you would continue with. And I was over, we were overwhelmed by how amazing everybody was in our networks who signed up and then provided loads and loads of feedback. And we interviewed them and understood a lot about the experience, what felt dodgy about it, what felt great about it, what they were unsure about, all of that sort of thing. So it was just a really valuable experience. That's interesting how you phrased it. So it was more of like feedback and less of like, hey, buy it. It was more, I'm looking for you to give me your thoughts and input, kind of like uh, like user testing, really, right? No. That's a little easier as, a, as a, of a pitch than, hey, do you want to buy my thing, right? Totally, totally. And by offering the free sign-up code, that really helped get people over the line. And then because of what we're doing, it is sustainable so and good for the environment. So it plays on the heartstrings a little bit. So I guess just to answer your question about whether that's made it easier or, or not, I think in getting your network to sign up and actually go ahead and use a free code, it did make it easier. And it made, meant that more people stayed because they realized like, oh, I'm actually doing something good through this. It's not just throwing money at, at something. But what was harder about it was this is a fairly new concept and people don't don't fully understand it. Even people who are our members now don't fully understand sometimes when I've spoken to them. And that's actually made it a little bit more difficult because you only get you get less than a second to capture someone's attention online. And if they don't understand what you're doing, then that's that's lost. So those lead gen conversations and journey that we can go on with someone becomes even more powerful. Yeah, why don't we dig into that last point a little bit? So in terms of clarifying what you're doing or people being confused about what you're offering when they come to your site, I'm sure that probably resonates with a lot of people listening. It's, it's probably a pretty common thing. I don't know if what you're offering is more or less complicated than what anyone else is offering, but let's just assume that it's more. I assume you've tried different iterations, different techniques to try to explain it, different wording, videos maybe, documents, infographics, I don't, I don't know. But what what would you say kind of has been the, the most effective approach so far for explaining what you do and people kind of getting it initially? Oh, yeah, great question. And I think we're still on that journey, right? Like we're not even a year old yet. So we're, we're learning every day. But I think one of the key things that I've taken away so far is you might have an idea in your mind around what your product is and the service it provides, but the way someone else interprets that could be completely different. So to put that into context of what we do is we offset people's carbon footprint for you and we plant trees for you. Trees aren't actually a carbon offset, a formal carbon offset, because they're not as measurable as a carbon credit. But everybody loves trees. 
So we found that talking about trees uh, as as important as the carbon credit really helps because people know and understand them. And ultimately, they just want to feel a bit better about their life on this planet and think that they're doing something good. Whether they fully understand the mechanism that they're paying for actually doesn't matter. So we've actually sort of done full circle and realized we actually don't need to make everyone really, really understand as long as they trust that we understand and that we're genuine and doing the right thing for them. They're ultimately paying for a service that means that they do something effective and good for the planet. And that's all that we need to get them to understand, really. All right, Joanna, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, Would you like to share any resources or recommendations for folks that are trying to learn more about Trace? Yeah, I say the one thing you should do is calculate your carbon footprint. If you head on over to ourtrace.com and just scroll down the homepage, you'll find the calculate your carbon footprint section. We've got little Aussie animals, which have been very popular at the end of that. So I hope you're all perfect possums or conscientious koalas. It'll help you just in in three minutes understand more about how you're having an impact on the world. Great. That sounds that sounds wonderful. Everybody check them out. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> sure thing. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Learn more at memberspace.com.